0: So we've all been waiting for another bonus episode and you keep telling me, Brett, that this one will not disappoint. So I wanna hear what is it about this Mike Root episode that excites you so much? You know, when I, when I first
1: wanted to hunt lions and bears back years ago back, it was about 1981 or 82. And uh, there's three guys I heard of. It was Henry McIntyre, Ross Johnson and Mike Root. And uh, I went up there to see my crew, trying to buy a dog from him. Of course, he was out hunting and gone. And uh, since that time, I've heard so much about him. And uh, he's a special forces uh, army ranger, I guess Green Beret is what that is. And I'd always heard these stories about the way he hunted just, you know, pack into the wilderness and stay gone for, for a week with just a jar of peanut butter, you know, and as he says, and then a spoon.
0: And a <laughs>
1: yeah, spoon just kind of a a hero of mine you know and i didn't ever back then i went to his house and he had a litter of little white spotted puppies there in his yard and i asked his wife i said man i said i sure like to buy one of those pups from she said no she said he won't he won't sell a puppy to anybody and and i thought oh wow you know And, and it was probably 25 years later he calls me out of the blue. Just says, hey, I got a couple pubs for you if you want them. You know, (laughs) and and, Yeah, I know. So I went and seen him and and since that time, you know, we've got to be friends. I've talked to him a lot. Unbelievable stories, unbelievable guy, double, double tough. I mean, just and just a character. And he's not your typical, you know, most of these guys that we talk to are are ranchers, you know, and they have dogs and kind of out of.
0: Necessity. uh, uh
1: self, yeah self-defense they they had hounds they hunted lions protect their livestock and bears you know and and but mike he came from back east and and all he could think about he met a guy who was an outfitter and had some hounds and he said man it was the dogs that did it he said that's and he's just you know kind of devoted his life to it. and he does it the old-fashioned way he gets on a mule and, you know, and makes big circles and puts the dogs on the ground he's just that's a double cool. tough sucker <laughs> yeah, those guys are a
0: breed all their own, aren't they?
1: Oh, you know, and the, yeah, and Mike's like, he's one of a kind himself. You know, he just, he's just, oh, he's got some good stories. I I, I could sit and listen to him and talk to him for, for hours. As a matter of fact, I don't even know how long the podcast is, but.
0: It's going to be one of the longer ones we've released because we decided to run this one as a single part um oh, okay good. instead of splitting it into two that way people can just go back and listen at their leisure and not have to worry about downloading um but yeah i know i've been looking forward to it because ever since you sat down with him even before i know you were excited to go talk to mike so I've, yeah
1: I've, I've been i've been buttering him up for this for a long time i've been <laughs> wanting to talk to him he's really not the kind of guy who wants to just sit down and talk you know he he just doesn't you know, typically, he just doesn't think he has a story to tell, and man,
0: it's isn't just... that like normal? It seems like that is the norm with some of these guys because, I mean, I'm the one who's usually on the phone talking to people about doing a podcast episode, mm-hmm. and it's intimidating for people, mm-hmm. and I I totally understand it. Trust me, like first yeah. time I sat behind as a guest on one was I don't know probably four or five years ago, and now it's like we're hosting one, so it, it's it is a little weird at first, but I encourage anybody out there that's If you can tell a story to Brett without a microphone in front of you, you can do (laughs) it just the same with it there. You know, you're going on with or without us. It's, uh, it's one of those things, man. Just, we want to get this stuff documented. So I know we've been looking forward to it and you've got the video footage for this. Don't you, that you're going to be. Yes. Yes,
1: I have it. Uh, you know, the podcast will come out and then I think three or four days later, you know, you can put the, the face to the name and then, uh, Jim farmer is, uh, what went with me too. Jim and Mike are old-time buddies. So that was a lot of fun because uh, uh you know, Jim adds a lot to the podcast. You know, he's he's uh, he's been there and done it. He asked good questions. So I I, don't know, I just kind of sit there and listen to him.
0: <laughs> so, right. Yeah, it, it's a good deal, really is. Well, awesome. So everybody make sure you check out Brett over at Born 100 Years Too Late and check out the video content for this uh this podcast. And uh, we will be back again next time. Thanks for joining us.
2: Get your roughage,
0: you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, where do you want to start, Red? Right oh, on?
1: I'd like to know. I, I you know. You, you get it started. Years ago, years and years ago, about, had to be in the 80s sometime. Right. You lived right on the edge of Cuchillo right there. That's right. And I'd always heard about Mike Ross Johnson. Okay. And I wanted to hunt lions and bears so bad it just hurt. Yeah. But. I mean, how did you get out here? How did you get to New Mexico? Cause you're from Massachusetts, Massachusetts,
2: Massachusetts originally. Yep. That's where I was born and raised. Well, <clears throat> did you hunt with Bob Rollins, son? Yeah, I did. But just to how did I get here? I bought into a hunting business from Bob Rollins, bought it from him. And it was a real fluke. It was in uh, it was in uh, the winter of uh, 1980. I was living in Houston, Texas, and I had a buddy down there. Uh, anyway, it turned out uh, he, he got a wild hair and he, he called this guy, and they used to advertise in the back outdoor life, right. these outfitters. Yeah, and he called this guy, his name was Charles Bass. He had a place down there on, uh, on uh, 4th Street down there in Albuquerque, or down uh, Rio Real, uh, Real Bravo, somewhere Real right Grand. down there. Yeah, anyway, I forget. But anyway, the hell of it is, um, <clears throat> this guy, we flew up here from Houston, and he, took, he had a ranch out in Grants. Then we went back to work, and then about a month later, he called and said, hey, there's an outfitter selling his business. I mean, I never had a dream of doing this. I ain't kidding. I always loved hunting, but I never even, the word outfitter never even entered my mind, you know. So anyway, it turns out we came up, and his wife had got the plane tickets. And back then in Southwest, you could fly a round trip for like 50 75 bucks 75 from Houston to Albuquerque. Anyway, we come in, and, and uh, the next day, <clears throat> we went up to see Rollins was the guy selling his business. And uh Wall Lake, right? Well, no, this is before that. This is before that. So anyway, uh, uh, Rollins lived in Bernalillo. And uh, and uh, so we went there. And And I'll tell you what, just to make it simple, the hound sold me. Damn. You know, the hound, you know. He, and he was a bear hunter. He wasn't a lion yeah. hunter. Lion hunting wasn't real, real big, it seemed like, back then. Orville was a, the lion hunter. And there was guys who hunted them, but not like today, you know. Anyway, it turned out, uh, you know, I had a... Uh, saved up some money when I was in the military. And then when I got out, I lucked out on a little investment on gold and silver and cashed in and did good. And I was footloose, you know, not married, nothing, no, nothing. So, uh, I dumped all this money on the business. Business and that was in summer of 80 by fall. And part of the selling part of the business was, uh, there was no elk draw back then. If you booked a hunter, he was coming, you know, and, uh, uh anyway, uh, Rollins had all these hunters coming, and my buddy, he was kind of a, a business kind of guy more so. Anyway, it turned out um, all that money was coming in. Well, come November of 1980, all the deer hunts, elk hunts were over, and he didn't hunt lions, so there was no more money. Well, this partner, you know, we couldn't stay afloat. So his wife was fixing to leave him and all that. So anyway, he pulled out and left. So I lost everything. I mean, literally everything. I lost my truck. I had a thirty thirty and a saddle and a bedroll that that's no 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 bullshit <laughs> rollins and, and you know he was a former marine i was a former marine and he was a korea marine and and him and i seen eye to eye yeah, yeah man, right. we, we could we could talk you know so and and he you know i had to give everything back i couldn't make the payments he sold the dogs a couple here a couple there sold horses tents trucks whatever turns out he let me stay with his family and uh that winter and that spring of 81, that following spring, him and his wife came down here to Wall Lake because he would hunt at, at the dines down yeah. there, mm-hmm. you know, hunt lions in the winter. So he he liked the Black Range, you know. And and uh, he came down and he looked at some property down there. You know, there ain't a whole lot of deeded land in the, in the forest. So anyway, like 10 acres. So he came back and he he, he bought it. And uh, he said, listen, Mike, he said, if you're serious, about getting into it, you're welcome to go down there and stay and and the forest can't kick you off, you know
1: and you were camped up there by wall lake in a in in a, a, tent. In a tent for a long
2: time a borrowed tent for almost <laughs> i don't know almost two years probably off and on you know? <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, who gave me the first dog? I had a friend of Bob Rollins had him you know like you give a guy a pup who never hunts just a pet, but it was a hound. That was my first, you know. (laughs) A friend of his let me borrow a horse. I didn't have nothing. Went down there, camped out. I don't know where I ended up getting dogs at first. I don't even know if I had many at first, but anyway, probably um, uh, well, anyway, back up just a little bit. I know where I, before I moved into Wall Lake, I went around Quentin Hulse and Terrell Shelley, and and I got two pups from Terrell Shelley. I got some pups from uh, from Quentin. Who else? That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it.
1: And this was in the
2: early eighties. Eighty one. It was in. It would have been in the spring summer of eighty <clears throat> one. So it turned out, I just started hunting. Well, that, that allotment down there was the Steeple U. And one day I was going up a canyon, and a couple of dogs come up to me, weren't my dog. you know? I hadn't run into nobody, and uh, it was Owen Fowler he lived in the members and they had that grazing allotment and he was up there and he, he'd he hunt a foot just walking with his dog so i started hunting with a, with owen and owen they had a sawmill down in the members at the time and he said mike he said i can't hunt these dogs they need to be hunted you know and uh anyway he left me with a couple old dogs and they were probably pretty much bear dogs, but so what you know better damn sure a lot better than what i had you know? <laughs> so anyway it turned out uh, i just hunted the shit out of them. you know mm. i just hunted every day well then i I'd run into a guy like Jack Diamond, you know, and they had, a, and, and, you know, he'd look at me like, you know, who the hell are you, you know, and we'd get talking and see me. I'd go up to get my mail there. Beaverhead cut it'd come coming from Magdalena. So anyway, it turned out, you know, Jack would say, hey, you know, why I got a cabin over here. Why don't you go and stay over there? You know, so I got to learn country, you know. And anyway, um, and same way with Matt Snehberger. Them guys helped me out a bunch. They really did um, because they, you know, there was times that I didn't even have dog food. You know they—they—you they. were pretty broke. Oh, big time, big time. My truck—this is no bullshit. You can ask Jack. My truck don't even hit the pedal. There was no brakes whatsoever. <laughs> there was no brakes. I'd go off in the Black Canyon in that damn truck in first gear. I remember. Anyway, and I—I I hunted down there at Black Canyon. That was on the, the bank on the uh, the Diamond Bar Ranch before the Laneys bought it. You know. So I'd hunt all down through there. So that—that's pretty much how I got started. <clears throat> and I just hunted, and I—and I had taken. When I got Ron's business, I had taken a guy fr- from around Dallas who worked for the telephone company, and things were going to hell that, that fall of 1980 when we had bought that business. Everything was kind of falling apart. He said, Mike, you get back on your feet. You call me. I'll come hunt with you. And that's no joke. That guy kind of got the ball rolling because I took him that fall, that following fall of 81 on a bear hunt, and lucked out and caught him a bear. And he told a buddy. he t- And, and I, I, you know. I don't remember if I caught, you know, anyway, it turned out, that's how, you know, that's how. Did you catch any lions back then? No, I never caught a lion. I never, you know, for one thing, I didn't know, you know, what I was looking at. You know, you you try to read the dog, but I I didn't know how to read the dog, you know. I mean, I couldn't have a dog for starting a coyote or a (laughs) jackrabbit. You just let them run, whatever they I just hunted, you know. (laughs) i just you know and they'd catch up to my horse you know what i mean and tomorrow will be another day and go do it again you know and well, of course you could see a bear track but seeing a lion track a little tougher you know how did you get hooked in with homer then well uh homer bryant yeah, yeah. go there that winter the following winter of 81 winter coming on. Home, homer and his son frankie this guy at Winston bought this ranch from Arizona. He was from Arizona. His name was Ng. And their allotment went over the divide. And he needed some fence work done. Hired Homer and his son. And they packed in there and just, no dogs or nothing. They just camped out built a fence. While well, I was in there hunting, by then I had a lot of dogs. I don't know where I ended up. But there's no junk. I'd hunt 12, 14 dogs every day. Just turn them away. Just, and they know, they you know, if you wear them out, they're with you. Yeah. You know, I mean, sooner or later they start coming around. But anyway, <laughs> so I I, um, I met Homer. I remember I was camped down there at Monument Park, and uh, I had my dog tied out, out by myself. And him and Frankie rode over from Turkey Run down in the Monument Park, and it started snowing. And we got up with about six inches of snow, and uh, me and Homer hit it off. And Homer said, "You know, I got a couple dogs." He said, "You know, we gotta we gotta get together this winter and, and may hunt." You know, and me and you yeah, know me and Homer we got along great. And Son was. Real good guy. Got along great. So uh, he was friends with Rod Hill over here on the other side of the Cavaio Mountains. And he said, let's go to the desert country. I'm thinking about going over there. Nobody ever hunts And I know there's lions in there. And we did. And Rod Hill put us up in an old, falling down Adobe, old ranch headquarters. And we stayed over there and hunted that winter. That would have been 82, uh the winter of, yeah, the winter of 82. And then uh, I went up from there. I went to Hermosa the next spring. I heard about Hermosa. I had never been. And the, Anderson on the ladder. Then it was a diamond A, and uh, there was a cowboy at Hermosa with his wife, good people, and and I just rolled in there one day with a. I, I ended up getting a horse trailer. Um, I don't. I don't think I had a mule yet then. I don't think I did no. Anyway, it turned out um, that guy was you know he he was a good guy this cowboy up at Hermosa, and I told him I was gonna go over to the Seiko and camp. He said yeah yeah back then. You've probably been in there, I don't know, but now they've got the roads cut off. But I used to pull a damn gooseneck all the way up this, you know. This Anyway, and I we had a spring bear season. And the first day I hunted in there, I caught a big old thumper bear off the back side of Victoria. Lost the dog. Got way up there on Victoria Peak in the afternoon. And I heard one old dog. I heard one bark. And I bailed off there, leading that horse. And I got down there and I had a big old boar. Anyway, that country was always, always good. So I just started hunting there a lot, you know, and that cowboy there, uh, you know, they were good to me. And then I'd hunt on the ladder a little bit. And that guy who ran the ladder, his name was Royce Griggs. And, uh, yeah. and, uh, I think he did. De- I think he just yeah, died. He just died. Yeah. About a year ago, mm-hmm. maybe or something. Yeah. I heard that. <laughs> anyway, he, he, uh, he, he was a good son of a gun and I had caught a Tom down in there and, uh, and, uh. Roy said, "Mike, you need a good horse. You need a good horse, you know." And uh, he said, "We got a horse that don't don't like cows, don't work cows good." And he said, "But it's a traveling booger, and his name's every day because he's that. He's a, he was kind of a strawberry roan, you know, gelding. But anyway, he gave me, and he wasn't lying. You could pound on that. He horse. could go every day, throw a saddle on like the first day, you know, just just a traveling, good horse. Anyway, so that that kind of how I got, you uh, know. When did you?" Chained horses for mules. I bought my first mule from Ray Nile at the Slash Ranch. Yeah. Anyway, that and uh, it was a little old gray Mexican mule. Had one of the big old Mexican brands on tip. Great big ones. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. And so you went straight to mules after that, or do you have? I, I,
2: I pretty much did, but you know, a lot of this stuff was just like most guys. What you you read all these old stories. Yeah. And you them guys, a lot of them fell back on mules. Yeah. Just because they could take the abuse and still keep going. You know? Tough. A horse you to mm-hmm. keep him out for several days, tied out at night, and jump up the next morning. Man, he's drawn up and ain't getting good enough feed. That mule, you know. Keep on going. So that's the big <clears throat> deal. <clears throat> <clears throat> you know.
3: Well, did you learn a lot from Homer then, or did you? Oh, yeah, I learned a lot <clears throat> from Homer. You know, I had a friend who, uh, you, you heard me talk, Pat Wantman. <clears throat> he said, if.
2: Dave said he just got killed. Yeah, yeah. I, I Dave Handrich called me and told me. <clears throat> yeah.
3: But Pat Wantland said, if Homer had had the time to hunt, he was just a cowboy, just to work, you know, one or two days. He said if Homer Bryant would have had the opportunity, he'd been more famous in the hound dog world than Dale Cameron. He said that Homer had the savvy about him.
1: What was it about him? That just that he knew the country he, or knew he, how he, he knew, knew how
3: to breed dogs he, he said dogs. <clears throat> homer was the one that went to the state penitentiary in florence arizona and got the old bloodhound bit that they crossed on that put everybody in arizona into the half bloodhound deal and they could take those dogs at 18 months they was catching lines consistently and uh
1: so you homer, think a lot of those good arizona dry ground lion hounds have evolved from that bloodhound? they go
3: back to that their central blood, blood lines they go back to. old Greta, they called her Greta. She could get bred to a border collie and them pups would catch a line. You know? <laughs> line.
1: What was this, What was your first really good dog, you think, that you had that, I mean, that you thought was exceptional?
2: I had a little, I had a, a, a I met a guy that was a friend of Jack Diamond at Beaverhead. He was over there. Maybe he had hunted with him. He was from Tennessee and he was a coon hunter, young guy. And uh and he hunted with me and he said, Mark, I'm gonna I'm gonna get you send you a pup and he sent me a little walker pup and it was a registered dog and I went to Dalhart, Texas to pick it up, I remember. And uh came back in the front seat in my lap in the truck and it was just a little walker. Anyway, I raised it from a pup and, and he turned out, he was probably my first, you know. What'd you call her? Mike? I called him Shine. I called him his name his whole name was Moonshine, but I anyway, okay. whatever. Yeah. No. So yeah, but um, would he cold trail Mike or? Yeah, he he'd be he'd be quiet. He wouldn't quit a track, but he wasn't real mouthy. But when he opened, he you know it, it, he he if he opened, it was good. You know, yeah.
1: <clears throat> Tree good and everything. Oh
2: yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah, mixing up them dogs. Ah, you know, the thing about this hunting is, and, you know, i have to tell you guys that the bottom line is the old saying on the wet saddle blanket, you know. Bah! You know, tomorrow's another day. Do it again. You know, what happened today? I don't know what happened. That's but right. tomorrow, we'll find out. Tomorrow, you know. Just stay Jan out. Brown said he'd hunt with that guy, uh, Blackie Woods down there in Texas, in, in West Texas. He said he'd come riding in the end of the day, and, you know, he'd ask Blackie, well, Blackie, Woods." What do you think happened? And Blackie said, I don't know. You'd that's have to true. ask the dogs.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's
2: not taking it. Yeah.
3: Right. yeah. I think, I mean family will ask me, what happened today? I said, I don't know. You'll have to go talk to them.
2: Yeah. Who's. yeah. I, I, can, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well,
3: why don't you know? I said, well, it's kind of like Bud Welty told me one time, said if uh if he could smell a line track, he wouldn't have the dog. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, but after uh, that, did you raise your own dogs, or did you go get yeah, get you them know, or just them between the between the Shelly dogs and Homer dogs. And that <clears> little <throat> dog, I just started having pups and hunting them. You know, and I'm bad about not writing stuff down. I mean, you know, I mean, you lose a lot of good dogs over the years, and you you wonder how I'm going to get by when I lose that dog. I mean, I've wondered that, laying in camp thinking you know yeah. what's gonna happen when i lose that dog you know well you know you just something always steps up though well right? yeah you just keep going yeah. just keep going uh janice down me pete you told him years ago he's when you, he lost a good dog he said well you find out how much you really want to hunt that's true because you got to make another one yeah how do you make them <laughs> you pound on it <laughs> is that
1: training your dogs you just take them out and just
2: just hunt them, just just hunt them. Hunt them. you know and, and, uh, yeah, I mean, um, uh, you know, there's no doubt whatever the word luck comes into it, there's no doubt, you know. I mean, you pick the right canyon to go up yeah. that day and you get something caught, but yeah, it's all part of it. You just, you know, um, biggest, you know, I don't think there's a whole lot of guys that do 10 day lion hunts anymore. And I heard that, that Warner Glenn, that's what he does, but I don't know. Um, but, I, you know, I've always, you know, I mean, you just ain't got enough time. You know some yeah. of these guys think a 5-day hunt, 5 days you're just getting warmed up. Some of them down to 4 days now, Mike. Well, you know them snow hunters or something like that. I don't. Yeah, yeah. You uh, know,
1: you do 10-day hunts now?
2: Yeah, I've always done 10-day hunts. And a lot of times I if I don't have a guy coming in after it, I'll say, "Hey, you stay as long as you can. Just stay and we'll Just stay. We'll just keep going, you know."
1: And when you do a ten day hunt, y'all are out on the ground every every day?
2: Well, it just depends. You know, the thing about a ten day hunt is you got enough time where if you're over here hunting and you know, you're not having no luck or not liking it or something, you can pull out and go somewhere else. And if you got a day of travel you don't feel like you're hurt, you know. Yeah. as far as shortening yourself on time, sure. you know. But but uh, <clears throat> yeah, some of these guys, you know, every <clears throat> you know, you see all these pictures now and everybody's gotta you know so that makes it it makes it look easy. Well, I'll just go yeah, I get, get guys calls. Hey, yeah, I like to, you know, call a lion a cat. I said that, ah, you know, I don't like that. You know, I always tell them it's a lion. It ain't damn. <laughs> yeah. Let's go cat hunt. I said, ah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. But when did you
1: did, I mean, when you first started guiding, it was bears then.
2: Right, right. Yep, yep. But and and, and and then uh, you know. Uh, Like I said, that following spring, or in the spring of 82, I went to Hermosa, and I caught a female lion up there. After hunting with Homer all winter, I had a couple dogs that would, you know, work a lion. Oh, yeah. After hunting all winter, and and I'd catch a lion, and of course, just kept going, kept going. Go, go, see what's over that ridge, you know what I mean? Did Norville tell you one time, the way you catch a lion is just keep making bigger circles? Well, that was old Buddy Allred. Jack, I was over there at Wall Lake, and I went up to Jack Dimes. He said he's going over there to Glenwood, and he went to school with uh, Bucky Allred. And he said, uh, I'm going to go over there to Glenwood, and Bucky's dad was an old lion hunter, Buddy Allred. Yeah. And he hunted a yeah. lot with uh, Cleo. Cleo, yeah. And, yeah. They were, you know, <clears throat> he said, why don't you want to come? <clears throat> so anyway, I went over there, and they had that bar, you know. Right. And went in there and sat down, and, and Bucky introduced me to his dad, and we sat yeah. down, and let's have a beer, you know, and. And, uh, and Buddy was a former Marine. He, 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 we, we, we talked the same talk, you know, and good. And, uh, I told him i had caught bears, but I had not caught a lion. You know? And I said, what's it take? You know, what's it take? He said, sounds like you're doing everything right. Just keep going. He said, that's all I can tell you. Keep going, you know? And he, and he, and he said, and I don't know how he, I don't know how, the way I took this. He said, uh, you know. These hounds, he said, I've never done drugs or nothing like that. But he said, from what I hear about these drugs, running these hounds must be similar. <laughs> That's what he told me. And I laughed, you know. And, and, and uh, But yeah, because there's so many days, you know, you yeah. throw your hands up. You throw your hands up and go, you know. I mean, I tell everybody the happiest I've ever been is with my hounds. And the, and the saddest or the maddest or whatever you want to call it I've ever been is with my hounds. Happens in one day uh, sometimes. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, you can get up one morning and you walk out there and a, a good dog's dead in his dog box. Yeah. You go, why? Why? You know, well, well, you know it happened. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. You know. So, but you
1: also started guiding elk and deer hunters. I had
2: to to make a living, you know. Really? That's the thing about this, you know. Old Terrell Shelley used to say, you know, these guiding outfitters, these guiding outfitters, you know. Well. You know the Lees did the same thing. They if they if there was elk when they were hunting, they would have taken elk hunters too. To help pay the bills. I mean, if you do it full time, you know, yeah, whatever it takes. I and mean, you, I, and the other side of that is you're out. You may be up on a ridge with some damn, you know, some deer hunter. And there's a scrape, and then two weeks you got a hunter coming in. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you're in a way you're, you're scouting. out in the ground. You're you're on the ground anyway. Cutting so. for sign, yeah. Yeah. There yeah. you go. And you know, learn a new country. Yeah. Learn a new country. And you can't, you, you know, there's no such thing as knowing too much country. Right. No and such you, thing.
1: I mean, and you hunt a lot of country that really not many people are willing to go into. I mean, I you pack know. in up there. And, and yeah,
2: yeah. Um, I do. The, you know, I, I, I like that country. I don't like seeing people. Yeah. Just like everybody else.
1: Yeah. we you know, Of course, you've seen us. We've stayed in your camp a couple
2: times. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But, yeah. There, I've, you know, all the times that I've been up through there... You're the only one I've run into. Yeah, right. So oh, okay. yeah, further down uh, towards that Black Canyon, that uh On the Webb. Side. Webb. Yeah, Gary Webb. He hunts yeah. the other side. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I have yeah, bumped into yeah. him over
2: there. Yeah, no, I know. I know. But yeah, um yeah. Um uh, well these Did young you hunt guys... much with Orwell when you No, I've only hunted actually only I think only two days with Orwell ever, you know. I remember walking up the bottom over there in the San Mateo's up Nogal Canyon one afternoon looking for you know, just went over there and uh it was just some slick rock, you know, just in the bottom. He said, track going up here. I kinda of look in you know, And I don't say nothing and not, there you know, and I don't say nothing. He says, You see that track? <laughs> I go, you know, I I don't I don't see that track. I don't know what to tell you. Ah, right there. Right there, You know, it's on rock. Like, look at that, you know. Hell, you have to be a saber tooth tiger fossilized <laughs> to see it. <laughs> you know. But he's just
1: jacking with you. you he know. told me. He had me get out of the truck one time. I was over there on the ladder with him. And he said, jump out right there and see if that's a lion. Yeah. It looks like a lion track. Jump out there. And I got out there, you know. and i just wanted to make it into a lion track so bad right i'm looking and looking finally he stuck his head out the window and hollered said either it is or it isn't he said don't take that long yeah don't take that long there you
2: go yeah yeah but yeah um i was waiting on you know something from him as far as a Somebody do a book or something, you know, the way they yeah, yeah. talk into a thing like this. You know, then, he started
1: you know. to have a web page and I think it was his daughter and they had a couple of stories on there, but they didn't follow through with it Right, yeah. they didn't do anything. Yeah. And I would have liked to have gone and talked to him. You know, yeah. and Orville was always nice to me. Yeah. There, there were a lot of guys, that, you know, he did wasn't real fond of and he wasn't yeah. the friendliest guy in the world, but he would call me, you know, they had, they had that Tom that was collared and he called me one day and, and, and said, Hey, he said that, that. That Tom's right above your camp, right there. He's up there at Granite Peak, you know. He said you need to get up there. And, Of course, I couldn't go. And then he called me another time and told me about a. He said I got a friend of mine who's down there hunting, you know, uh, uh, south of Kingston. There, he said, cut a deer hunt and cut a big lot, big Tom line track. He said you need to get over there. So he's always friendly to me. Yeah. But he, he I mean, he was also hard on me a couple of times too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably well deserved.
2: Yeah, who, you know, whatever, uh, you know. He just, he just. You know, tough old good, you tough. know, loved, he loved okay. the dog. That's all you can say. Oh, God. He loved God. the dog, you, yeah. know? He, you know. He had dogs probably and did it longer than probably than, you know, as far as I know, it was probably a record. I don't know if anybody's lived as long as Orville and, and still was active. Still <clears> hunting, still catching lions yeah. after 80. They no, say, Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, so, you know, he's still, you know, um, you know, there's a lot to be said for that. I mean, geez, you know, he had a lot of determination, you know. That's, that's really something. Did you? did You you caught lions in the caballos also, didn't you? Yeah. Right well, now, all they do is snare it, you know. <clears throat> don't get me started on snares. I, I know, I'm with you. No, I, just, I got no use for them, you know. It's, it's an insult to a lion, catch a lion in a trap or a snare. But, you know, I can see where a guy not have no other means. You know what I mean? He's eating something, you know.
1: And that snare is out and there that, working
2: 24 7. Right, but I mean, as far as in the name of, Bighorn sheep, bunch of yeah. You know. Well, the guy told yeah. me that those sheep are born looking for a place to die yeah, in. I think that's right. I think that's right. Yeah. Anyway. Right. But,
1: but you hunted down there in the... In...
2: I hunted in the Pelancilos. I hunted on at uh, Avery Hurt's place, the Alamoacos. When I was hunting down there, the Hatchets was a game refuge. And the people who had it, their name was Everhart. And nobody hunted there. You wouldn't... There was no dog hunting alive. In the hatchets, oh, it really? was a game refuge. Nobody was allowed to hunt. Yeah, I mean, I'd been, I'd be south of there on the Alamo Wacos, looking over at that mountain, thinking, man, that'd be a nice, you know, got a big old rough face, and it's sure enough, as rough as you want to get it, I guess. But um, but yeah, yeah,
1: good lion. A lot of lions down there. Or? I don't
2: think there's a lot of lions anywhere. Not anywhere. I'm with you, man. I don't think there's a lot of <clears throat> lions anywhere. You know, they are where you find them. <clears throat> you know, about the same as it's always been. Yeah, I just think so. Them. I think maybe there's more lions now only because these damn elk, you know, these elk have scattered so much. I, I don't know if it, if it, if that's even right or not, but it just seems like the more food they got, it makes maybe it increases the population. I don't know, but our deer population ain't worth a damn, you know. And uh, you know, there's no doubt they have moved <clears> into <throat> killing elk. They kill the hell out of elk, you know. What What do you think the coyotes on the on the deer? You think I, that's what I say? I say the coyotes are the biggest thing on the deer for you know, to me, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. That, you know, I
1: talked to that trapper. He traps lions. He's a state, oh, I'm sure you know him. Uh,
2: down here at Radium Springs? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know what's he, his he, name. Yeah, yeah.
1: Can't remember his name. Yeah. Anyway, but he believes that, that there's more lions now because back when they trapped the coyotes or, or used the 1080 on the coyotes, that that probably killed a lot of lions too.
2: I don't know. He may be right. I don't know. I don't know. I, I You know, when I first started hunting, I don't think people were using 1080. Really? You know, like I said, I hunted on the west side of the Black Range. I'm sure there was plenty of lions there, but I didn't know what the hell I was, you know.
1: You think there's more lion hunters now than there was back then?
2: Oh, I for sure. For sure. there. There's no doubt about that. There's probably, you know, oh, yeah, a lot more lion hunters, you know. And the only reason they're lion hunters, is, to me, is the populations had to increase. Because yeah. if there's that many lions to catch, they wouldn't be hunting them if they were, you know. But there's not as many that hunt the way. The no, way you do. the the way that way that we hunt is whatever you want to call it. Harder, whatever. Saddling up and making a circle is a lot different than driving roads, you know. And them guys, if the lions weren't there, them driving them roads wouldn't pay off. So there's got to be, you know, more the line. lions have yeah. got to have spread out, or maybe they've yeah. always been that. But it seems like seems to me I hear more, you know. And the cameras.
1: And, and I, I mean, a lot of guys using
2: cameras. Yeah, but I just think the <clears throat> the population is, is the way it is because of the elk. I think I think there's so much because damn food them. for a lion now. There's elk everywhere, everywhere. So you know, um, and I don't even I don't know if that's right or wrong, but but uh, but yeah, you know, um, it just seems like there's a lot of hunters now. Well, there wouldn't be a lot of hunters if there wasn't many lions. You know, if they couldn't catch them and put them on their phone. They'd, they'd get rid of them dogs <laughs> you know yeah yeah Sharing those
1: pictures on, on social media
2: yeah. yeah you know look what i caught you know 200 pound tom <laughs> or bigger yeah 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 yeah, yeah it, you know that's the way it is no you do it as long as you can the biggest thing is your health no doubt about it just like orville you know
1: well you've always i mean i've heard stories of you walking across the wilderness swimming in the lake and doing all yeah kinds of things, but...
2: but but you know yeah whatever Does that come I mean, from your time in the service that probably you... probably yeah you know you like that stuff that's all i mean you know yeah and that, you that's know. part of hunting though too you know i sure. mean if you're if i mean yeah something happens you gotta you know yeah it, you gotta be able to pull your weight you and know?
1: that, not you know what i think that so much and i've talked to younger guys that i've hunted with in the past you know and that i mean the way we hunt or the way i like to hunt and the way you've always hunted is is you got to enjoy that process not just necessarily actually catching the lion but everything goes with
2: it no it's the freedom it's the freedom and you know that's the thing about the dog hunting too you know you can like going elk or deer hunting but you got a season you got five days here you got 10 days there and then you know you hope well now you hope you draw next year so you can go hunt you know with the dogs you're out i mean the freedom you know i mean that was one of the things that really got me about when i first started that's like damn you know when i first started it was 11 month season then they cut it back now of course you got a year-round deal you know but um but um yeah, that's the big thing because you're in pretty much in the now, but there's more seasons for everything. They got, you know, deer hunts, elk hunts going all the time, and javelina hunts in the winter. But it, it wasn't too many years ago. The only thing in the winter was lion. Hunt. Exactly. Yeah. I remember that. You know, so if you were out, you know, and it was you and the rancher, now everybody's got it side by side, you know. But that's the way it is. Ain't going to get rid of it, you know. No. Ain't going to get rid
1: of it. That's what makes that wilderness so nice is you can get up in there and <laughs> yeah. get away from a lot of that. Yeah. Are, I mean, a lot of places, like I went up to Nevada and I hunted up there in northern Nevada and they got that Jawbage Wilderness and I'd always heard about it, but I never really looked and seen how big it was. Well, it's a little wilderness. It's not that big and they got little two-track roads all the way around it and, uh, you know, and you're yeah. you're there on your mules and I took a pack mule and rode my mule and you get up in there and then, you, you know, there's a buggy or a side-by-side or a four-wheeler or something yeah. and it just kind of. You know, they're running all over the place. And, and, you know. It takes
2: the fun like out of it. It anyway. yeah. takes the fun out of it. You know. Um, you know, and I like to give a guy. I mean, I don't know. I, I'd like to think. I probably have stepped on people's toes over the years. But I don't think many, if, if 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 really any, you know. Over there, like where you talked about, talking with Clay, you know, over there in the in the, the Wahoos. And I've hunted it a little, but nah, not hardly, you know. And the San Mateos on the west side, you know, uh, old Daryl and Roy Dean, wealthy. I always, you know, that's their country. I always honored it. So y'all you know? kind of, kind of. I mean, you kind of, you know. I mean, the, yeah. There's times, there's, you know, it's just like anybody. If somebody calls you about something, sure. you know, yeah, you can't help it. You know, your dogs are tied up. You, you got a chance to catch something. You go. You go. You, know, you go. You know.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's all public land. Right. It's not like it's private and you're trying to keep somebody off of it,
3: right? Right,
2: but there's, you know, whatever you want to call it. You know, unwritten rules, you know.
1: But you're still respectful to a point, you know. Anyway.
3: For sure.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, been public land, you're still respectful.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's, yeah. you know, we got a call, or I had a rancher, I won't say who it was, that said, you know, we need you to come out here and see if you can catch some of these lions. The yeah. guy we got on here now, he won't kill any of these females. He's just going to, he, he guides hunters and all he's going to kill is toms. And and he said we need you to come in here and kill these you know we want them out of here and I and I thought well you know first place I said I don't have time to go but if I did you know then you go in there and then the guy one of your line hunting buddies or friends you know you're stepping on their toes and that wouldn't be fair either you know yeah
2: and a lot of them guys call you and want these lines out of here that you know the sad part is they make it sound easy yeah. <laughs> and They act like a lion. I every tree
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I tell them, them come and ride with me. Let's let's count <laughs> yeah, the lion. Tracks. That's right, Mike. I've told him I've got another mule home. Y'all saddler and you can follow me. You show me where all them lions. I are. tell
2: these game department guys mm-hmm. that why don't you get out of that damn pickup truck? Man. You know what I, I started coming ride mm-hmm. with me. If you learn anything, mm-hmm. you'll get to see some country and get the you know. I mean, it should be part of their requirement, you know, to contact the local, you know, whatever.
1: And learn it's, the country, you and know, get out
2: and about. Well, you'd think, you'd think, but, you know. And I imagine if they wanted to do it bad enough, they could. Yeah. Just like anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you know, if they wanted to, you know, somebody got a hold of you down there in the Cruces office, said, hey, Brett, man, you know. Yeah, come on. i sure you'd, you'd say, come, come on, on, man. On. Let's go look. Come you'd on, even bring an look. extra tortilla for them. Yeah. Yeah. With some yeah. peanut
1: butter. Yeah. Well, I always heard about yeah. Mike. He said all you need is a jar of peanut butter. I I told him one day. I said, that one guy, I said, what What do we need? Just a peanut butter. And he looked at me and he said, and a spoon.
2: <laughs> yeah, that one guy said that. He, I said, you got we got some peanut butter. And he said, what you got? To go with that peanut butter. I looked and there was nothing. I said, a spoon.
1: <laughs> a spoon.
2: <laughs> <laughs> ah, Good for you. See, if you don't catch them guys nothing and they go home and they're bummed out, you know. They paid money and they expect something and they go home empty handed. And they walk in the door, you know, and you've been kinda of cutting them back on the chow. <laughs> they walk in the door and they gain the notch or two on their belt and their their wife, she don't give a rat about their trophy anyway. That'll- <laughs> She's only happy if you're happy, you know. And, uh, you know, you walk in, she goes, oh, honey, ah, oh, you lost some weight. Well, the hell, you might have caught the biggest tom in the country. <laughs> you know? So I, I tell him it's a win-win deal, man. Either you, you catch one, if you even go home empty, you, you're going to... No,
1: I, I talked yeah. to a guy one time who had hunted with you, and I got a theory about this, and I was going to ask you. He said, your lava being hunting with mike and be riding down through there the dogs are trailing a little bit here and there they just stop. mike say, let's build a fire right here and have a cup of coffee yeah and i thought you know why mike's doing that i thought in my head why you're doing that is just to be patient to give the dogs time or did you just really want a cup of coffee
2: i don't know uh the thing about it is you know if eh, i mean you know your dogs and it you know and you got and you're not doing you know, you think, well, I got it in my head. I'm going over here. And we're not going to, let's just stop here. Yeah. You know, just slow let down. these dogs yeah, slow down. yeah, Yeah, just sit, you know, and then, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That yeah. lion we caught down there, that's this. I mean, I look back on all the mistakes that I probably made by calling the dogs off when I was probably closer to that lion than I realized.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you, everybody, we've all, you know, yeah, I mean, sure.
1: Those lions, those dogs were just barely poking, poking, right. poking, you know. and all of a sudden, Bam! There's a lion. That was shocking. Well, what's
2: I mean, to me probably the really the neatest thing is when you catch a lion and you don't even jump him. Yeah. And the dogs peck and they peck and you know he's in that rock pile. Well, oh, you don't know. You think he's in that rock you pile. You assume, yeah. Maybe he's in that rock pile. And then one dog will go to baying. You know. And, and I mean we trailed up to there, but we couldn't. But it was it wasn't a giddy up go track. It was a you know pecking. You just know. Pecking. And, and the, the lions Where, where it's hard to everything. read it. You can't. You can't say well I, it's an overnight track. You say, well, maybe how old could it be? You know what I mean? That kind of, you yeah. don't try to read the dog. And then, uh, you know, me and Homer over in the Caballos, uh that winter, we hunted together and we took a nap. We were up on a big old rough ridge. And we were hunting a foot, and we took a nap and looked down and said, yeah, we hadn't been down there. Let's make a loop and we'll come back to the truck way the hell over there, you know. And uh, so we're dropping in and the dog started working a track. And it was in the middle of the afternoon. It was in the winter and it wasn't cold it wasn't hot but the dogs it had to have been a good track and then we ended up trailing for a couple of hours but we probably didn't go a mile and they baited and it was a female they right. baited under a rock you know but they trailed up to there and they were barely barely barking and we were sitting there you know where we were afoot where you could just oh you know and they'd move a little bit you, you know anyway they uh yeah but um so right. that's the funny thing about the scent you know it's hard to read it it's hard to say, well, you know, this is an overnight track, especially in that old dry country. You're not going to, most of the time, you're not ever going to see a track. You just got to rely completely on the dogs, you know, so.
1: Have you ever had dogs that turn flying track around, draw backwards and turn around on their own or.
2: Yeah, for sure. For sure. That that's I don't think I think that's all, you know, part of it. I mean, I think every dog will do that if they got enough under their belt. When they'll they figure it out. out and they'll say well you know some bitch just says something ain't right you know mm-hmm. what I mean? and they may take a holler from you once or twice and they hear your voice and they go you know if they've worked with you enough or they got enough faith in you they say you know what i think the boss has got it and maybe one old dog comes back you know it starts it and then before you know it another one shows up and another one and here we go you know how about lions walking back over their track for sure all the time, all yeah, time. yeah it's confusing but that's that's <clears throat> what you got the dog for <clears throat> And, you know, if you don't catch them, I always say, well, you, maybe you got a starting point for the next day. Yeah, I remember I you, mean, it, it ain't, you telling it, me that one time. Yeah, it ain't a big deal. I mean, it ain't a big deal. Uh, if the dogs will open on it, you know, uh, Homer was pretty, you know, if you find sign, you go back the next day. Don't jump. You know, I mean, even if you get a bark. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, really? And you think those lines will, I mean.
2: Yeah, I mean, you, place it depends start, on the country you're in, yeah. you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. But, I think the thing is there's. Probably no consistency, no two tracks alike, line hunting. I think that's what makes it different than everything Every everything else. You know, bear, you can kind of pattern them sometimes, and sometimes, you know, you know where to go look for them. Lines, you just never know, you know, where you may find one. They've got their travel routes, but you may find that track a half mile before you get to the travel route. Their travel
2: route. I'm 65. I hope I can do it as long as you're doing it. I tell guys that, you know, I I I want
3: to. Slowing down, Mike, I tell you what, last winter I I caught three lines that I couldn't get to. If I can't ride my mule to them, I don't get there, Mike. I just don't trust myself off walking, Mm -hmm. my knees and my feet and everything, and Mm -hmm. wobble around. Well,
2: that, and if you're by yourself. Exactly. That's ten times tougher. Hunting by yourself is a lot harder because you got nobody staying along with you saying, ah, let's go. Yeah. let's go you got to tell yourself to go and that's hard to do and i want to
3: live to do it again mike <laughs> now the ones i can ride my mule to i see them and get a picture and that's all i want you know is yeah
2: a picture yeah that yeah, hey you know whatever uh
3: i caught some there on the river Yep, three on the river this last winter and uh caught pictures of them in them thickets and crawl on your hands and knees into them thickets to right. get a line picture now
1: that ain't very smart, is it, Mike?
2: Well, yeah, they got the dog, so, <laughs> you know.
1: You, you take a pack mule a lot of times when you hunt? Pretty much. Pretty much, just in case, carry gear for yeah. everybody when you're guiding hunters and stuff? Yeah,
2: it's just too handy. They're a pain in the butt, but they're they're worth it. Really? They pay off, you know. Well, it's got to stay out.
1: What, uh, and you just now got shot collars. You haven't had shot collars, that yeah, you don't I ever. haven't. You got That's what watch? I mean. I,
2: I, I don't know how I did it. I have, I've had more wrecks, than I tell everybody, <laughs> and unless you caught everything there is available to catch with a hound you haven't hunted
1: that's true Mike. <laughs> before you catch I a mean
2: from <laughs> damn lizards to turkeys you know
1: how about bobcats you ever catch many bobcats
2: not many but I've caught them
1: have you ever had a dog that just kind of was good at that had a knack at it or...
2: yeah yeah I've had a couple like that but uh, you know most of the time you catch a bobcat in this country conditions gotta be pretty good and and you know, we had one winter, probably been 15 years ago, and uh, it snowed in October on the on second rifle elk hunt, like six, eight inches. And then it got warm and, you know, went in the ground and froze and kind of, I forget exactly. But anyway, that month of December, like, you know, you don't catch them much. I, I caught maybe like four bobcats and I'd hit them and I'd trail. Usually, it, you know, unless there was a fresh snow, you wouldn't trail a bobcat. You'd get a couple barks and it, it'd be over there on that hill, and pretty soon it'd fizzle out. Right. You'd let them go, and but that fizzle. But they would take it on, and I really think it was that that ground was heaving up, and that scent was holding, something. I mean, <clears throat> I I don't know. How about foxes? Oh yeah, caught up shit. You know, <laughs> ton of it,
1: ton. Of <laughs> How, do you not? You don't reprimand your dogs for running foxes?
2: Well, yeah. What do you do? You know, you call them off, get them off. Let's go. Yeah. That's all you they can don't do. Very far. I don't shoot them or nothing because, you know, that old saying, you know, if you ever shoot anything that you don't want a dog to, you know.
1: That's not a good thing. No.
2: It's, what's that? Them bird hunters say it's like shooting a, a rabbit in front of a bird dog. Okay. Just don't do it. Just don't do it, you know. I've had guys, with, you know, dogs put a javelina in a hole or something, you know. And
0: then
2: shoot it. Want, no, want to shoot it. I say, oh. bullshit, you ain't shooting that damn yeah. thing, you know. You told yeah. me one time, Mike, you
3: caught five ones one day, didn't you? Yeah. Back over here in the... Yeah, well, but it was a mama and kittens, though. Well, there, yeah. they, the line's a line, though, and... The, well, yeah. What it,
2: what, what it was, and I'm sure it's happened probably to you, is two litters went together. I don't know if I told you that. No. Uh, tell the tell story here again, so
3: Brett hadn't heard it. I hadn't
2: heard it. Well,
0: uh, anyway...
3: You told, um,
2: turned out, and the time you got your meal out of the trailer. Yeah, I had, a, I had a father and a son, and we were getting the saddles, and, you know, that... They were already saddled on load of them, putting the stuff on it. And, and I had let some dogs out, you know, just go on and, and pretty soon they barked down there. Then I heard an old dog, you know, ah, 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 you know, and then, you know, getting ready, getting ready. And pretty soon they're treated. I go, ah, you know, like you say, you know, you never say for sure. Yeah. You know. Probably a fox, you know, who knows, <laughs> you know, right. So go down there and they got a little kitten. So we pull the dogs on old dogs trail across the cane, whooped the other side. There was a fox, fresh kill right there, like Boy, it. a lion killed a fox. Well, I don't know, but I, I'm sure it was. But it wasn't even covered up; it was fresh. I mean, ripped open right, right there, like this. This something ain't something ain't right. So the dogs trail up over the rim, and I figure, well, they you're gonna catch a kitten or maybe catch the mama. You know, let's go. What do we do? And we follow them. We get up there, and they turn it west, and they trail on the rim. And we get by the time we get up there, they're out of hearing. You know, and we keep going. Pretty, pretty soon up there a ways. Their tree down on the bottom but they're in different spots you know so we ride down in there and i get to the tree and it's a, a big kitten like 60 pounds you know but this ain't the same litter it can't be the, the little one anyway they had they had i think four lions along there okay. different spot and i tried to get the hunter one was a tom he could tell he, he was probably 75 pounds and i the hunter wouldn't shoot him oh he
1: did he was? did
2: yeah he said he wasn't big enough you know I got that hunter up in the tree. He had it. This was before the iPhone. And I said, well, let me get a picture of you pulling that tail. <laughs> so he climbed up in there, and there was a pinion, you know, and he got, got right underneath it. And that lion just kept looking at him, you know. I said, grab him. Do that pull his, You know, I get a picture of you, you know. He goes, you sure? I go closer. Get up there. Get up there. He gets up there, and he got about three inches from that tail. He goes, I can't do it, Mike. I can't do it. <laughs> And I just kind of, you know, I had a guy a couple of years ago up here who wanted to kill a lion with a knife. Oh, oh, and I told him, and when he talked to me on the phone, I said, you've watched too many damn movies. <laughs> you know, I said, but, but bring a gun, I said, too, you know. <laughs> so anyway, we treat this, we baited this lion on a bluff, and I climbed up there to it, and I broke off a yucca stock, and I speared this lion with this yucca stock just to get him off the bluff to get them down off in the canyon and there's some cottonwood trees and i thought i could put them in a cottonwood tree and then i get this guy up there to to play zorro you know and just go you know, <laughs> you know go ahead and stick him, and watch him get the shit slapped out of him, you know <laughs> anybody that dumb you can't help but want to you know <laughs> he was he was a fireman from fairbanks alaska anyway the hell of it was uh, so I got up close to this lion, and I speared him with a yucca stock, and he went along these ledges. I couldn't see him, and I'd look over the edge, and this guy was down on the bottom with the, with the mules, you know, and it's probably a, it's a long way down, you know, maybe 100 feet or so, and uh, pretty soon an old dog. They were, they were just scattered out all over these rocks, dogs barking, and I slid along that edge. I couldn't find that lion, you know, and pretty soon I heard rocks, and I watched one of my old dogs. Dog paddling in the air over top of me. Oh, oh. Yeah. man. And he watched, and he went, I'd say 50 feet. It hit, hit an outcrop. He landed right on his back, and it shot him. When he hit so hard, it shot him off into the canyon. And there was like willows in the creek was down there. And uh, and I just heard a, and you know, your heart sinks, you know. He go, damn it, I lost the dog. Damn it, damn it, damn it, you know. So then I was, I was mad. I told that hunter to hell with a knife. I said, get the rifle, shoot the lion. I want to find my dog, you know. So, and I started yelling at him. I said, get the dog, get the dog. And and he disappeared. I was on a sheer edge. He disappeared in the brush way down there. And he came back out and looked up at me and he said, I can't catch him. And I I thought to myself, what the hell is he talking about? You know, the dog's got to be crippled at least, you know. And pretty soon I see the dog walk out behind him. I'm not kidding. I was like, ah. So I knew I said, shoot him. He had a pistol. He started shooting. Anyway, he ended up getting the lion off, you know. and Anyway, Worked killed down. the lion. And, but the dog, uh, I never had to pack him back. He was fine. He didn't break nothing. How it, can that be? Yeah. I don't know. There's but I, I had to, I mean, I seen it. I mean, it, it happened. Didn't you have to go in and get some climbers one time and get a dog off a of bluff or something? or? Yeah, yeah. I've done that before. I mean, I had to leave dogs overnight yeah. and rappel down to them you know, yeah, get and them get them out in time to a rope and lower them down, you know. Yeah. Mm. Or pull them back up, but yeah, you hunt the bluffs that day, you know, the bluffs are scary and the older we get Jim, right? That's right. I mean, you know, I had one up here last couple years ago and uh, I had a tie off to, to, I had a dog get hung in the bluffs down below and couldn't get down. And we caught the line the day before and the only reason we caught it was you lucked out. But anyway, we we caught it and, but this dog was hung up and where they jumped it out of these bluffs and went down, how the other dogs got off there without getting hurt. I don't know how they did, but it was just, you know, bad bluffs business. One dog was hung. It's that same dog who's sick right now. And, and uh, anyway, uh, so that I went back to the house. And the next morning, went over there, climbed up. And there was no trees tied to, nothing, just bluff. So I threw that rope around a big old boulder, you know, figured ah, it's going to have to do, you know. And I started sliding off of there, you know, going down to that dog. And I remember thinking to myself, why do I do this shit? Why do I do this? One of these days, I tell everybody if I ever fall, and I turn it into a swan dive, you know, <laughs> just kiss in, you know, <laughs> bam, you know, yeah. You know. But yeah, that's the fun of it though, because uh, you know, you never know. Yeah, if it if it not you know, I tell everybody if it was easy, there wouldn't be no lions left.
1: No, yeah, they'd have been really killed weird. off a hundred years ago. Almost like Orville used. to, Orville told me one time he said they oughta, they oughta make it illegal to hunt in the lions snow from October
2: uh yeah to what, yeah February he or like that. He didn't like snow hunters but you know i know i know but you know right. uh, there's got to be more lines today i guess don't you think mm-hmm. Jim or no well
3: i think they're more dispersed mike i ain't gonna say that there's any more i tell you when i first started hunting you know we never even went to this low country we probably drove by lines but i started hunting with a guy and we went to the highest ridges on the mountain you know and look at yeah. first grade that's where the lines seemed to be there was deer up high now what we don't have anymore is we don't have the high elevation deer in our country. They're out in these desert foothills. You think
1: road. that takes lions down there, too? Exactly.
3: They When when they disperse off the mountains, now I think they begin to get harder to find. They got more country. And I started hunting with an old man. He wasn't the greatest lion hunter in the world, but he'd hunt a lot with orville, a lot with orville. And
2: I think he, there's lions everywhere.
3: Yeah, they are. That's They're what I'm everywhere. saying. They're, they've dispersed everywhere. 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 He he told me one time, he talked real funny like this. He said, Jimmy, I want to tell you something. When they say there's a lot of lions, there ain't very damn many. And there's a lot of truth in that, yeah. you know. There's never a lot of lions. Never a lot of lines. What's Man. a lot? You can't put in the Oh, you that. know,
2: you can go over here and, you know, catch a tom and catch a female and say she's got some big old kittens in there with her, still, you know, dragging yeah. with her. And you catch them and,
1: you know, and that's
3: a lot of lions. Take right. one or two out of an area and you're, you're out of lines if there you, you know, know.
1: What, uh, how long, like your longest hunt? I mean, the, after one lion. I mean, have you, have you like, stayed after one for two or three days or have oh, you ever done that? Or, I,
2: I, I, yes, I have done that. And, and, uh, but I don't know how many times, but I've sure done it. Um, didn't you
3: tell me one time you trailed a tom from this the entire length of the Black Range? You well, just
2: about. And I ended up uh, up here, yeah. Uh, and I lost still- the dogs. And, and, uh, and I wish I would have had GPS's, I guess, then. But anyway, yeah. You started yeah. way down there at Cooks Peak or something? Not that far down, but down there by Emory Pass, yeah.
1: <laughs> and came all the way up through here?
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing about a pack mule, though. It don't matter where you go, you know? don't matter where you... That's the thing about this country. You got a lot of elbow room. And the San Mateos are the same way. Yeah. You know, that country up there, you know, I think from the west side, there are a lot of roads. But this uh, east side, yeah. man, you're, you're on your own. Really? Yeah, it just... You know, and and now this fire up on top, there ain't no telling. We get any big rains, what that's gonna do to them canyons off this side? It's gonna cut them deeper than yeah. what they already are. Is know? it hard to get around up there? It is. It is. It is. It's just, it, to me, it's a lot rougher than the Black Rain. Oh, really? To me, it is. Rougher than
1: back where my camp used to be. Oh, for there. sure. For really? sure.
2: No, this 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 interstate side, it's it's you know, there's just a it, and the canyons just are, seem deeper. They're a lot higher climbing. You know and see maybe the black range are already up there it seems like you know yeah. i mean i i say that i don't know, but it just seems like this country here is it's you know yeah you'll have to go up there sometime and and hunt because, i've invited you know, him i'm going to come this winter man you know it's, I, it, it's 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 a it's a it's a rock pile.
1: that's you know that's i always told everybody you know there where i was by my camp you know i never there was nobody ever came up there and hunted mm-hmm. and i had guys say oh you know we, Come up there, and they come up there one time, you know, and that would yeah.
2: be about it. Right, right. I had there right. was a
1: TV crew one time that they wanted to bring a guy. I think it was this boy that lives over here now. I don't want to say his name, but they said, "Yeah, we're gonna, we want to come in there and go bear hunting because they closed down the, the, the area. They hit the quota over there by Capitan and Oak oh, okay. and everything." And we got a TV crew trying to make a film and and want to come in there. And I said, "Well, you better bring your mules, you know." And I said, "I'll, you know, I'll go with you, and we'll." Yeah, I know the country fairly well and they they said well we want to do we want to rig we want to rig you know yeah. and i said well i said you can rig there's a road it's about eight miles long i said you come in and then you turn around <laughs> yeah and if you, you can do that all day line, long if you really drive want <laughs> to that, that's about it yeah. i never heard from them again right not <laughs> right. but yeah a lot of those guys just went you know and it's i'm sure the same over there up there if you don't spend a lot of time in the country you don't know how to get around and
2: i remember i had a guy and we were up there in the black range we hunted like 10 days we didn't catch nothing we were coming back out and we were getting snowed on we were in a bunch of brushy old nasty stuff up high and we had a long way to go and i turned around i said man damn piece of apple pie and a cup of coffee hit the spot now wouldn't it And, and he goes what are you talking about I said, "Hell, man!" I said, "Use your imagination." He said, "After ten days of this, I don't have an imagination." <laughs> <He was tired. laughs> and I, I fell out of like his saddle laughing, you know. I, didn't,
3: didn't you tell me on one hunter you took Mike? You hunted in forty-two days. No, no. Well, he's
2: the record. I got one guy uh, from Not Louisiana. Not continuous. Not though. continuous, but he, every time he'd come, we just never could make it happen. And he'd leave, and you'd catch a line. Yeah, it? he'd leave, and I, and I ended up sending him, say, he said, listen, I don't want to hear about it. You know, <laughs> if you catch it, I don't want to hear about it. You know, We'd be on to one, and then he'd have to go home. You know what I mean? I'd get somebody else, and we'd get lucky and get get it caught or something like that. he'd
1: with you like five or six days at a time? Or oh, yeah, or, or
2: sometimes ten even. Yeah. yeah. Ah, this, you know, this. You hear these stories about these guys saying, Yeah, I've caught a line for every hunter I've ever taken. I go, Man, what kind of drugs do they take? You know, <laughs> just say crap like that. I mean, maybe there's other country that you can do that too, but you know, no, this country here, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta just be lucky. You told me one time, yeah. Mike, when you catch a line, you're just damn lucky. Yeah. You remember that? Well, Homer's the one who used to tell me that all the time. Oh. He said, If a guy's honest with himself, every line you catch, you, you look back on it and retract yourself. You'll say you're lucky. It's yeah. Lucky, yeah. Right. And you know, there's. The, I, I'm all for it. I, I'm, you know. What,
1: have you have you ever been scared or hurt while you're out there? Or, no, nope. or?
2: no, I've never been. I've been knock on wood.
1: But... Uh, yeah, Warner Glenn had the best the best answer to that
2: question i ever heard they asked him he said have you ever been scared out there for a minute
1: i scared i wasn't going to catch that lion <laughs> yeah yeah
2: <laughs> yeah, that's about right. yeah, yeah. And sometimes that sure plays with you because you got a guy you just like to you know some guys are great but most of the most of the guys are are good but you know you get the guys that you know which way are we going tomorrow you know you're tired of hearing that stuff you know which way? What do you, What's the plan for tomorrow? Well, we're gonna go hunt. You know. <laughs> you know. Well, you know, like you what, got a you crystal like? ball, like you got a crystal ball. You know.
1: I think yeah,
2: <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it's just it's, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Don't you agree, Mike? That
3: some country is just easier to catch them in than others. You know, like Pat Walton was telling me a story that. He was camped over in some mountain range in Arizona. And Dale Lee and Giles Goslick both showed up at his camp one evening. And they were sitting around there drinking coffee and I'm sure a little whiskey. And Dale asked him, said, Have you, are you catching anything here, Pat? And Pat said, no, but I'm trailing something every day. <laughs> and said Giles and Dale got to talking. They had never caught a line in that particular mountain. And they came up with this funny story that Dale thought the bluffs were too close together. You jump them out of one, they just go get another bluff. In other words, they, and Pat said it seemed to be that way. You could trail and trail, but you oh, could right. never get one caught, never yeah, get him so. caught.
2: Well, the oh, only so. country I've seen like that around here, and I've jumped them and had to get away, but never seen them in front of the dogs. But, I mean, they were right there. It was in the Floridas. Yeah, oh, I, yeah. I used to hunt the Floridas quite a bit, and I've never caught, I've never bait a lion. I mean, I've had Ibex kills that were fresh. And the dog's barking off into the air and on bluffs all right there and you know that lion's right there. Yeah. And you can't find him. And you can't get down to find him. Right. You can't, you know, slither down there on a ledge and, you know, look in the holes and stuff. But um, you know, I, I think you catch a lion just about anywhere, but they're like I say, places like that and that mountain you're talking about with him, it may have been the same kind of deal. Yeah. You know? Um, you know, the tracks everything. How close are you to that yeah. lion? Yeah. You know? oh, uh, Otis had a pretty good Pretty good story. He was up here in the Wahoos and he had a hunter and they were they were riding along, you know, and come about lunchtime and a little a little rocky outcropping down there, you know. All right, let's have lunch. They got off and he said, just as they got off a damn dog bite started. Right there, he said. I thought, what the hell? I ran over there and damn that lion went up a tree. They had a lion on the ground. We got off our mules and there was a lion laying under that bluff right there. The dogs just boom, you know, Bah There they are. And put it up and the fight was on him, put it up a tree right there. What's the chances of that? Yeah. Talk about a hot track. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so yeah. Yeah. You know, but
1: You told me a story one time about up here that you had a hunter and there was a little bit of snow on the slope and this mule sliding down or something and forget what it was. And I thought you guys had a lion tree down there somewhere. Yeah, I, I thought, did you never been scared. And when I heard that, story, oh no, I, I, I told, told you that story. Sort
2: of, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got the lion, uh, the mules down on the bottom, and it was it was a, after a burn up there. It, burn had been several years before, but and, and there was no snow on that side, but it was frozen and it was all burned and, it was, all burned, and it was all that locust, you know, oh, that old prickly old cat claw locusts, stuff, or... you know. And I said, I'll just get to the bottom. I said, you drag the lion on down. Okay, okay. So I started off, and I had his mule, and I had a pack mule, and my mule. I might have had two pack mules. feel like saying I did. But anyway, I started leading off of there. That ground, it was really steep, but not only that, it was frozen rock. Hard, I mean, just like rock, and I kept slipping and sliding, and I started down. And there was no turning back up. I said, "Man, we got to. I got to just keep going." I got down to the bottom. Well, that, after that fire, when that water came in the summer rains, it cut, and I had a bank higher than that roof right there, a lot higher, like high as this damn tree to the bottom of the creek, and there was no going up. You I, were there. I was dead in the water. I went. I I, I thought, "What am I going to do?" And I went up. I turned every mule loose, oh, yeah. you know. I, I figured, and I took the mule I was riding and I jumped off and I knew I could get that mule off behind me and that mule jumped I never seen it jump but it jumped and I figured it was going to land on me and when I hit I rolled and I rolled into a pool of water down there and that mule hit behind me and I got out of the water and I and I did that with every mule I had one mule that rolled underneath with a with a pack on rolled underneath that damn burned big old dead log under a deadfall and and she she was squatted I mean I I I was going to Shoot her and myself. <laughs> no, really. You get in some of them pinches. You just go. What is the answer to this? Well, what yeah, is the it. answer? <laughs> I don't know the answer. You know. Well, what should I? You know. Whatever you do is going to be wrong. You know. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably one of the. Probably the. Probably it probably was one of the worst days I've ever had hunting with a hound. I put this line in a mine shaft up here. I had this old guy with a muzzle loader. And we lost the dogs. I didn't have no, you know, tracking stuff. And we were on a good trail. Followed them, followed them, followed And we come off into this damn deal, and it was quiet. Couldn't hear a dog. And we weren't that far behind them. And I figured they just made a bad lose, you know. Nothing, nothing. I said, this is weird. I said, I, I, the, the mine shaft, I wouldn't, it wasn't even in my mind. I just thought the dogs had made a lose. And I mean, we waited a while, nothing. We got off down in there, nothing. And we're on one side of the canyon. Maybe the other side was, you know, back across there in a cut was maybe a couple hundred yards. And a dog hit, must have come out of that and barked. And we heard that dog right there. Said, hell, they're right over there. Got over there and they had this lion back in this it wasn't that deep it was probably only from here to that far post and it was a big boulder in front of it and it was just like somebody had put it there whatever and you could get back in this hole anyway uh i didn't have a flashlight and i crawled in there and (laughs) the noise was deafening you know them lions i probably had six seven dogs i don't know and they had this lion bait in there and they was just and i crawled in there i i didn't get much from me to you and I couldn't see my hand in front of my face, and I'm and I'm squatted there, and 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 I had to squat down to crawl in, and and uh, I, I remember I had my forty five in my hand, and I was kneeling down, and I'm thinking, and the noise is deafening. When we got there, the hunter said, "Mike, this is your deal. I, I ain't going in there." You know, <laughs> you know, and so so uh, so uh, I and I'm thinking to myself, how do I get these dogs out? I mean, it's so you can't even hear yourself think. You can imagine the 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 the, the noise that them bait and I didn't have a flashlight and I couldn't see and I'm just thinking what do I do what do I do what do I do you know and I thought nothing I try to call them off what you you know I'm kind of like here dogs here well that was the worst thing in the world (laughs) and all they did is they just piled on it and the fight and it lasted probably three seconds ten seconds and I'll never forget I sit just like this and I just seen eyes like right there boom and and it was a female and she had to go right over the top of me because there was no room And when she got right on me like this, I fired two rounds. Boom, boom, just like that. And I am not joking. That lion collapsed on me, laid laid on me, okay? But my second shot, no, that was my third shot. I went boom, boom. And I thought it was maybe still alive. I went boom. I had a little old dog, little walker dog. She was a little crackerjack. She had come running up. And I shot her right in the back of the head. And the, and the last shot, and I probably didn't, the lion was probably already dead with the first two, but I didn't know that.
1: You didn't know, she was laying on you. And
2: and, and I shot her, and I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe I shot my dog. You know, Anyway, I came out of the hole, the hunter was like, well, you know, I said, I shot my dog, I shot my dog. I said, this, this, you know, you want to quit, you know. Yeah. Stuff like that. But um, but yeah. Then then we I pull the lion out and uh, waiting for the dogs to come out one at a time. No dog, and I'm thinking, now what can be wrong? What can be wrong? <laughs> so I crawl back in there. I go here, dogs, here, dogs. You know, pretty soon here come a dog. You know, here come another. They had bayed that line on a rat nest, and you know how all that cholla, you know, yeah. and oh. them dogs were covered in cholla. And the lion, when I went to drag it, it bit me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was full of cholla. <clears throat> And them dogs were all just slow coming out because they were full of choy, yeah. you know. And I we sat there and pulled all the choy out of all the dogs. But anyway, <clears throat> yeah. But yeah, that 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 was a uh, you know, yeah, yeah. But hey, things like that happen. Yeah. I've heard stories of guys. I've lost a couple dogs off of bluffs, but never a bunch of dogs. And, and I wonder what the you know what the I hate to say record, but I wonder how many have ever went off on one hunt. You know,
1: what's the old boy there in? Uh... Down in Arizona, the uh, dead hunted Armanderis, uh, wrote the book.
2: Yeah. John Keebler.
1: Yeah. yeah. He lost like four dogs, I think, once off of a off of a bluff, I heard.
2: I don't know how you you know. I guess you just keep going, but that'd be a I don't know. That would be much tougher than that.
1: I watched a video that a guy had of losing one dog, but the way he did it was terrible. The the dog was sitting there baying the lion, you know, about that far from yeah. his face. And yeah. The lion grabbed the dog and they went they both went off. The lion
2: and the and the yeah.
3: dog. Yeah. Billy Jack told me the story about when he hunted the big hatchets, they had that line and that I guess that face you were talking about. And he said that was a sad deal. That one good dog was out there and he jumped to get back up yeah. on the ledge. He told he me was, that story. hung there like that and he couldn't power himself up.
2: Yeah.
3: And he went like sixty he, feet.
2: And, oh yeah. 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 He told me that. he was he was ready to quit then. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he said I remember talking to him. He said he and matter of fact, he said he wouldn't hunt that mountain anymore. Right. He'd never, be, he'd never go down there. Sure. <laughs> you know,
2: whatever. I don't, know. Have, I don't you, know, you know. have
1: you ever had a lion just turn around and kill a dog? Nope. Never have. No. Bears,
2: though. I know, I've, have... I've only had them, you know, whatever you want to call it, defending themselves, you know. And, and the thing is, just like me telling the dogs, you know, here, dog, you know, and, and they got them on the edge of a bluff, and here we come crawling up. And them dogs turn and look and see us all of a sudden they're they two foot closer they're and, tougher yeah you know uh i had a dog up here get knocked off a bluff and i watched it get knocked off and and i thought it was dead and i took it to the vet, and and it ruined her it broke he put her hip back in or whatever and put her in some kind of deal but she couldn't run the rest of the winter then she never was the same yeah,
3: yeah. Never the same. didn't you have a line over here by alamogordo over in there that went off the bluff and you had to go around and uh, yeah
2: yeah yeah over there in that dog canyon big old nasty i mean y- you've probably seen that country over there that mm-hmm. you know it's up there by them antennas mm-hmm. yeah they're
1: bad bluffs i mean you over could, there on on by Amag- above yeah Amagarto yeah there. yeah
2: you could parachute off them bluffs. yeah i mean you that,
1: could i i uh mike ventley had a dog that i had i had given him that was making a good line hound she they caught a big big tom off of there and uh that dog came off the bluff
2: right there really? yeah it doesn't surprise me. Them are bad bluffs. Yeah, yeah, the dogs had one bait, and we were gunning down to it, and the dogs looked up and seen us, and lion jumped over the dogs and then went along a rim, disappeared. We got over there along that rim, and on this side, it was just a sheer wall, and I knew that lion didn't go up there, you know, and, and the dogs were all looking for the lion, you know, and, and, and we looked, and there it, it was a crack in it he was looking at it and i told that hunter without even a, before a dog could even see that line i said Shh. oh he blew him off he said he heard him hit i didn't hear him hit then i marked it with some paper you know up there on a choya. and i looked down there you could see highway 54 going down there towards el paso you know and uh and and i could see a two-track way down there coming up this canyon so i kind of marked everything and then next day we came back around we hiked up there we got up there about Really, about 1, one thirty in the afternoon, I remember. And I went up a little higher, and I said, this is it. This is it. I said, you know, let's split up. I said, you're down here. I'm going to get a little higher, and let's just skirt underneath this bluff. And I was walking along, not very long, and it looked like a boulder had come off, fresh dirt, you know. And I said, I don't know what hit here, but something hit. By the time I said it, this hunter goes, "Here he is, Mike." And that lion had hit, and then bounced, and that lion had splits down him. And I thought he was ruined. And he said, "No, my taxidermist can fix it." And he sent me pictures, and come out okay. He did, he did. Mm-hmm. But um, but I could see over there where oh, if you ever had a dog off a bluff, it's over, done. Yeah. Now that that them are really bad bluffs over there. Yeah. Really bad bluffs. Yeah. I mean, any bluff that. Over 50 feet kill a dog, I guess. Yeah. So it don't matter.
1: Have you hunted up north? Have You, you know? Not
2: really, no. no. I, I've been up there. I had a buddy up there in Las Vegas, New Mexico, an old Mexican guy, good son of a gun. And I'd go up there and hunt. And and the biggest line I ever caught was up there. Really?
1: Yeah. yeah. Arizona? You were hunt in Arizona?
2: Or- oh, yeah. I hunted in Arizona. I never caught nothing, though. I always go over there to see. We used to have a spring bear season. Oh, yeah. And when they closed it, and, you know, you had the month of April, you couldn't do nothing. March, the lion season ended at the 31st of yeah. March. So, yeah, I'd go to Arizona. And before you know it, you know, it'd be too damn hot. and The bears would be out. Anyway. How about when you ran bears? Did you
1: ever have any trouble running lions with dogs that you caught bears with? Running both,
2: Running oh, boats. Yeah, 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 Probably only because... You know, if you're hunting and the bears are real active, and you hit a, you they're go just, over a, a bear track, and your dogs are used to catching bears, they're gonna leave.
3: Yeah.
2: They're gonna go on the bear. Now you might have a dog or two to stay in the line. It just depends how hard the line track is. Yeah. You know, if the line track ain't that good, and they hit a fresh bear, boom. I, you know, I don't know. I'm Jim. That's the way it is. The way it is. I mean, if now these guys now there's a lot of guys go well, I won't let my dog run a run a bear. Well, that's fine. I mean. And I, you know, I can say, you know, you do it for a living. I mean, I take bear hunters because, you know, I mean, oh, it help feed the dog.
1: Never had much trouble with the dog slowing down to trail a bear or trail a lion after running bears.
2: I don't think so. I mean, you know, I, I just I, I've heard that a lot of times, too, from a lot of guys, you know, that, you know, a bear dog will be too fast and he won't slow down on a lion track. But you get experienced dogs with lions under their belt when they hit a track and they don't want to leave it. Yeah, they're gonna pound on it. Yeah, you know, uh, if it's a giddy up go track, it's one thing, but most of the time it ain't that way. You know, I told old Sid Savage, he's hunting with me a little this last winter. I said, Sid, you're never gonna catch a line. He goes, Why you say that, Mike? I said, because you ride too damn fast.' I said, you got.' He's always bragging on his mule. He- he'll 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 watch it. He'll give me help. He'll give me help. Me- he 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 said, Watch my mule. He got. You know, Boy, we'll walk out. Oh, well, that's all well and good, you know. But I mean, at the end of the day, I guess heading home is nice. Yeah. But I told
1: him the same thing when we were hunting up there. I said, "Dadgum, Sid, slow down, said, Let's oh,
2: slow yeah. down, enjoy some of those. We're yeah, he, he's. He, there. Well, what about over there? What about over there? Let's go. <laughs> Say, <laughs> hey,
1: he's like a fart in a bottle. <laughs> <he
2: should>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he's used to that roping. He's all mm-hmm. quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Timing, everything. <laughs> You know, I've got
3: a saying about these hounds. I say there's two things: slow, stay, slow down, and stay out of the way. Yeah. That's my two things. I tell a young boy, and he, he's always that pushing up. I said, stay back from them, give them time, let them yeah. figure it out. You stay out of the way because you can push it. You can not pushing the dog riding up on him. Yeah. You Let's... can push him off that track. Yeah. Do Best it. dog I ever had was a little female. <clears throat> And I've actually seen her be going up the canyon, and I'd get too close to her, and that track would turn around and come back. She'd trail right underneath you my were mule. in the way. And I was in the way. Yeah. So anymore, when I'm in the mountains, if they're going up the canyon, I'm side-hilling. If right. they're side-hilling, I'm in the canyon, you know. Right, right. I just stay out of the way and give them a lot of time. Right. Just tie up. Jimmer, I got a friend over at Capitan. Jimmer is notorious. he will get off his mule and go get his cantina out, or coffee out. And he drinks tea, and he's got to have his tea. And he says a lot of times, if you'll just get back them dogs, they'll they'll turn it around. He'll he calls it inching it back. He says they'll inch it back. Said, sure, did, sure, 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 sure.
1: Just get down right there and build you a couple.
3: Yeah, of Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: <laughs> well, you know. Um, but You know, it's a game I think nobody's got the answer to. You know, you get a lot of opinions. And like we're here, we're all.
2: And that's the reason we do it. Because yeah. you never have the answer to that. It. Yeah. No, it's all like every, every, every day. is a new is day. Yeah. Every
3: day. And every track is yeah. different.
2: This is... And the hell of it is, the probably the biggest thing is, like me and Billy talk all the time, say, it's all the dogs. Yeah.
3: If you yeah. couldn't watch right. that dog work.
2: You know, especially you know, watching a pup make a dog—that's yeah. that's probably the biggest reward. Right, is making a young dog. I mean, you know, watching Watch a young it. dog turn into a good dog. Yeah. you know.
3: And well, coming into the evening, and you feel the line, and they've just worked their heart out, and they're slump, strung out for a quarter mile mile behind you like a bunch of galley slaves. You know that to me that gives me yeah. more satisfaction oh, than yeah. if I caught the biggest tom on the mountain. Right, right. right. Oh, oh yeah.
1: You know, and that's. Yeah. That's but, one of the reasons I, I. Everybody has, or not everybody. So many people have the wrong impression about exactly. what we do. Mm-hmm. They think that you just take a bunch of screaming dogs out there, dump them on the ground, they run through a canyon and trail line, and and mm-hmm. I, you know, I make my little videos and I do my things, and it, the only thing I show is how those dogs trail, yeah. and I show how the dogs work, and how I don't really know what the hell's going on. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> I just think about the dogs too. You know, you hear this stuff, this term, sport hunting. You know hunting ain't a sport sport's something you kick a ball you know you, you hunt because you know there's no winning and losing you know what i mean right i mean yeah. every day you win yeah
1: the you know reason really is when you oh
2: yeah you lose a dog and that you know bums anybody out but i'm sure. just saying but i'm just saying because it, it 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 ain't that way and it's hard to uh it's hard to uh you know call it you know what, what do you get out of hunting well you just either you either you love it or you know yeah yeah, yeah, there's a
1: lot of guys that don't. I've taken guys that don't get anything out of watching that dog over there I agree. it on a track, and to me that
2: I, yeah, I, I don't was, care if I caught it or not. Yeah, you know, exactly. I always say if any, if it, you know, you yeah. know, anybody who don't like a dog, you know, ought to just be <laughs> shot. You know? I don't care. I mean, of just, me anyway. I mean, if you, I mean, I don't care what kind of dog. Even yep. you know, the only dogs the dog I got, I, I don't have a, a any compassion for whatever you want to write where it is, is you know, a know is a pit bull and yeah. one of the big it's the only dog i yeah. had, you know a, a bird dog a squirrel dog a lot of the a lot of preconceived ideas too
1: is that we train these dogs to do this and that it's cruel to the dog and i always say man it's just like you know if a guy wants to you know hang glide or anything like that or mountain climb you know it's dangerous, but they'd rather do that than than anything else, and that's the way those dogs are. If you give them a choice, I mean, they want to go hunt. And
2: here's another here's another thing about the the way we hunt. You know, riding a horse or a mule, and of course the dog. But you know, you're using animals to catch animals. Yeah. And I and and I think that's neat. You know, and uh, you know. No. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, you know, And, of course we got our electronic stuff. You know, and it really wouldn't bother me if the, if that stuff was never came along really either. i mean i i'm sure you know it's <clears throat> now it's getting where you know it's kind of like having your cell phone i'm looking at it yeah i'm looking at it you know and when did i never you start
1: using telemetry or tracking colors
2: i uh, just like maybe two maybe three at the most three years maybe three years ago probably yeah, yeah. well i had telemetry before that
1: yeah but i mean the yeah,
2: telemetry it's... probably probably seven, eight, ten years really probably a while yeah, you telemetry. like the
1: Garmin's a lot better.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, cause it's you know. It well, tells when you
1: started,
3: there wasn't nothing around, Mike. When I started, there wasn't nothing. We went hunting. You got invited by some old man. He took his two best dogs. and He made me take a pup, and you took your best dog. But you yoked yours to his, and you, he made you make your dog stay behind your mule. I mean, they'd take a rope or a whip or anything. Yeah. And them old two old dogs or one old dog out front. They was a, they called them start dogs. And they had to get the track lined out and going. Because if you jumped off and uncoupled them or unsnapped them, you've got your butt chewed out, you know. Because uh, that's just the way we hunted, four dogs. But, I, you know, in a way, I think that's good the and ba- the, there's some bad. bad. The bad part is you never trained many young dogs. They were still at home on the chain. The good part was those dogs that did it were what I call more rounded. They could strike. They could trail and free. Nowadays, we hunt a pack of dogs. I'm yeah. guilty of it. I've got better start dogs, I've got better trail dogs, and I've got better tree dogs. Dogs just don't come rounded. 150% this, 50% that. Yeah. Some dogs are better trail dogs than weak tree, we tree dogs, vice versa. And we compensate by having a whole bunch of them. Back in them old days, some of those old dogs, like you read Deb Evans' book, Old Brown in them, they were rounded dogs. They, they, it all. they yeah. could do it all. They didn't have to have an army behind them, you know.
1: Yeah.
3: And I people have asked me, and the first time I re, I asked Wes Henderson about this Clays boy, I asked him, I said he told me he said, Well, we took thirteen dogs down here on the on the Cachivos or someplace and caught a line and I said, Well, why do you take thirteen dogs? He looked at me for a while real stupid and he said, Wouldn't you rather have a, rather have 13 noses looking for it than two <laughs> i said i never thought of it like that. <laughs> or,
1: why'd you take 13 because we don't have 14 <laughs> yeah
3: <laughs> yeah yeah but so much
2: for my
1: how did do, do you hunt how many dogs do you put on the ground at a time mike you always oh, got
2: you? yeah not 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 that uh you know seven or eight and you
1: split your packs though when you're hunting for somebody
2: yeah and then you know you try to rotate them and then take another bunch the next day you know? rotate every day yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah,
3: I do. Do you have a preference on your dogs, any particular breed or anything you really? Or if it's just, tell us about your dogs, Mike. What do you look for?
2: Well, they're all hound. That's all I can say. And other than that, to me, the biggest thing about a hound is giving them the opportunity. You know, like we said, putting in the miles. You know, you'll bring it out of a dog. You can take a dog. To me, I tell everybody if all we had is German Shepherds, we'd catch lions. We just have to hunt harder. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know uh, no that's, really i you mean, mean you know because uh, i mean how many dogs i mean uh yeah it's uh, just funny um they uh you've been
1: through a lot of dogs that didn't work that just wouldn't nah, not it? that many
2: really when i first started because i they, they knew a lot more than i did you know and, and i'd call a dog not not giving it enough time probably not giving mm-hmm. it, you yeah. know just being stupid no
1: no i think that's a lot of problem these days these guys want to dog is going to cold trail by the time he's nine months old and, and they don't ever give him a chance
2: yeah yeah um no you know you got to bring it out of him and every dog's got their own character and man some of them as they get older that character may be a sleeper for a long time and right. then mm-hmm. later on that turning you know and that dog disappears you 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 say how important that dog was that you thought was just part of the team yeah. Well, really, it was uh, more uh, than just that, you know. And they had the the and you know the old, you know, just like anything. The more experience they got, the more game they got under their belt. The harder they'll stay on a track when they know what's on the end of that track. You know, I mean.
1: You think you think when you do shoot a lion out to a dog that it really tunes them up a lot more that they get a lot more.
2: I think it. I I don't think. I, I think you have to do that. I, I know you do, but not every time. Not every time, it didn't. You know, I remember, uh, and I've done it, where then, you know, I'd read where Dale Lee would, you know, they'd catch the line and they'd gut it, feed the dog right with him, the, the gut, yeah. you know, and jump on, let's go, you know, give the dog a little reward, yeah. a little reward, and let's go, you know, so yeah, yeah.
1: And That's what I think you and I were talking about, Ben Lilly, that you know, he didn't pack a bunch of dog food around with him. He had to, you know, those dogs probably got a little hungry and they probably wanted to catch.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of question marks about that old time. Uh Oh, man. I mean, you know, everything's a legend, you know, and all that, but I mean, some of it just doesn't fit. A lot of stuff, you know, you really have to be there, you know. So, yeah. What do you think about the future of what? I I think our days are numbered. I do. I, I, you know, it'd be great if I'm wrong. I mean, I'd like to be wrong. Sure don't look good. You no, know, the whole country as a whole don't look good. You know, and I don't think, I don't think we got the gumption for the Civil War, but that's kind of... It's headed that know. way, isn't it? Well, I mean, you know, whatever. We could go on and on, but, you know, I say praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. <laughs> you
1: know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. I don't... How how much, you? How's our time? Oh, I don't know how long, but it's been good. I know that. I enjoyed the heck out of that. I could have done this without all this camera stuff
2: yeah yeah, yeah. I
1: oh Mike,
3: yeah mike's an interesting guy he's been around i'll say well no more than you jim i mean well, we yeah, you know you we, we've all got our it.
2: stories you know you've yeah. made a
3: living at it and i didn't have to you know
2: yeah, yeah yeah well whatever i i've taken a lot of good people hunting over the years and i tell everybody i wouldn't have nothing if it wasn't for hunters i've had hunters give me more damn stuff i had a hunter a couple years ago call me one of the send his daughter up here and she, and and show, show her the, how to pack. She's from Texas. She'll never have a use for packing in her whole life. But he just wanted her to learn. And well, he was going to send her up, and then she got sick, and he couldn't. And, and then a week later, I got a $3,000 check in the mail. <laughs> Said, sorry, my daughter couldn't come. Guys like that. That's amazing, isn't it? That's what I mean. Who who taught you how to pack? Uh, just different guys. Different guys. I got to say, uh, you know, I, my, my hat's off to Randy Lindsey. He really... When I first went over there line hunting years ago, <laughs> he was real big, and he always, he maybe different now, but he always tied the double diamond, and and I got the tie to tie a double diamond, and I love that, it. That, it's simple. It it does everything. Maybe there's better hitches, maybe, but anyway, it it works. It will. And and, and I, so I can say that, and then uh, you know different, but that's the hitch I use pretty much. I know there's a whole lot more, but anyway, um, yeah.
1: And you and you do. I mean, you pack for the Forest Service. I have. You do I contracts have. and stuff.
2: And... Yeah, yeah. You know, most of that stuff, it doesn't really compare to packing with hunters because hunters got all this crap, you know? Well, I gotta, <laughs> you know, weird. Forest Service, I mean, they they, they, oh, think, you know. they think you're overloading a mule if you put over 150 pounds, you know? <laughs> and you got a hunter and you keep throwing the stuff on. Yeah.
1: You know? Me and Juan hey. were up there at his camp on, on top. Yeah. And we got up there before him and...
2: And well, you guys came by. We, I was over there by a uh, flight pole, remember? Oh, that's right. And you wanted to get up on top. And I said, man, you guys, the only way you, that I know that's good. Well, you got a good trail. Go to Hermosa. Go up Morgan, I said. Go up through the second set of pin. And then you'll see that trail cut off. And that will right. take you up on top.
1: you'll have to. He said, you'll have to leave right when you get to the top. Or you'll have to leave. And I said, where? He said, you'll know. Yeah. <laughs> you did yeah, yeah yeah we got off on that i forget what, that one the
2: edge you go around that one edge is yeah, kind of if right. you if you lost something there you'd lose it and you'd then, probably uh, it's one bad time
1: we were up there and we were camped right you uh we were can we had already set up our camp no right and sharp, we
2: rode in after dark
1: and you rode in with that kid and everything yeah. after dark and all you could see coming up that old rough mountain was those headlamps oh, coming man. up through there and that that's a pretty yeah. rough spot coming yeah, up through there yeah, that's yeah. a beautiful camp up
2: there though yeah it's a nice little spot. But, yeah, um, um, but yeah, I don't know how guys do it without a pack meal because you know the heck of it is you know it might be three in the afternoon and you hit a track,, mm-hmm. and you know you hate leaving a dog out, and, then, I mean, I've left them just as much as anybody, and I hate it, oh, yeah,, uh, I mean, I've turned around and said, yeah, you know, and then they're not really working, you know,, right. and they won't come off though, you know what I mean, ah, you're going, damn it, what do I do, What do I do, you know. And, and the hunter said, "Well, how much, How far is camp? You know, <laughs> <laughs> camp's going to be where we end up tonight." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Otis said "Why don't you just shut up, fat boy?" We met up on this top. <laughs> that Otis man, he's he's great. He Llewellyn. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were up there, we were elk hunting, and 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 I had another guy helping. We were going to meet up on this knob for lunch. All of us, you know, have a little powwow, see how the morning hunt went figure what we're going to do that afternoon you know we got up there i had this guy and he he said he was in, in the army and special forces and and then i asked him about boot camp he said he didn't even go to boot camp he went straight into special forces oh. you know well right there is enough that you know this guy i did uh, i just assume shoot him in the kneecap and leave him you know <laughs> but the hell of it is that we get up there you know and this guy says well let's just eat and we're waiting on the one guy to show up One buddy of mine with a Let's just wait five more minutes. They'll be up. We'll all eat together. Just relax. You know? Right. And five minutes go by, ten minutes go by. And this guy says, oh, hell, let's just go ahead and eat. This is the guy. He said he was Special Forces. And Otis turns around and says, why don't you just shut up, fat boy? I swear this guy had never been called that in his life. He about ooh, <laughs> yeah. and I just kind of smirked, like you know, he's my hunter, and I, I, you know, I'm not supposed to be, you know what I mean? He's a paying client, all this bullshit, you know. But but, but that's what he needed. He he was out of line. You I'm, know.
1: Gonna, I'm speaking of I'm speaking Otis. I'm gonna go to Oklahoma and I talk to Otis, all and right. he wants me to come when he's when it's cooler. So I can go bobcat hunting with him because he's running bobcats over there. And, That's him. And I told him, I said, I said, will you sit down and let an oh, he, interview? And he he said, yeah. some, he'd, he'd be start, a great one. Yeah, he's yeah. got
2: some stories. Uh, you know, Deb Evans' book. He had a chapter on Blanche, right. one of his dogs. Oh. So I named the dog Blanche. I think I got one out here right now. I've got. I think I've had five Blanches. You <laughs> know. Yeah
1: you, yeah, you just keep run out. I house. just run out. I just keep, not, you know. That's yeah. like those brownie
2: dogs. Yeah, from, yeah. You
1: know, brownie yeah. one, brownie two, brownie, yeah. brownie yeah. Yeah. big brownie, that, yeah,
3: yeah. a bunch of brownie. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, tell us a story,
2: Mike. You've been silent all this time. Yeah, right, right. I don't know. Um, there's, there's lots of them in there. I know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm about, I'm about out. I guess. Yeah.
1: You taking any like to, famous any famous people
2: hunting? Nah not really. I you know, I have taken uh, uh Hornady, the bullet maker. Yeah. You know, and and uh and he's a he's a good guy. I took him into Florida first. Really? You talk about some rough old country and we didn't catch nothing and then I caught him a, a line in the Black Range. <clears throat> Whatever. But um um then old Jeff Cooper, you've heard of probably Jeff Cooper? Yeah. He was a pistol arrow guy old oh. old crusty old marine he used to write in the back of guns and ammo he's dead and gone but he, he he was a neat guy real neat guy but he was yeah yeah but um yeah no not really any
1: advice to young houndsmen coming up
2: go to the meetings you know try to contribute try to stick together with everybody everybody's got you know we're all individuals but
1: well, yeah, we them. love our
2: freedom they have the New Mexico Houndsman Association. I guess so. I've never been a member. I'm a member of the Guide Association. I'm a member of the Trappers Association. I've never set a trap in my life. I don't know how to set a trap, but I'm all for them. <laughs> yeah, I'm part I'm of it. I'm a member. member I'm a, I mean, I just model. got a thing from them the other day. And um, I'm not
1: one to go in. I've only been to one meeting in my life, and that was that meeting that yeah, yeah. that we all went to. But
2: Well, I, was, I found out if you don't go to the meetings, they'll run over you. I mean, you got to fight for what you got. I mean... And you can't go to every meeting, and they pretty much got us outnumbered. But Boy, still, it's worth going and putting in your two cents because, <clears throat> you know, not everybody's going to roll, you know, cave into their their agenda. You there's know?
1: a bunch of yahoos that go to those meetings. Well, anything. you know, they
2: don't contribute. You know, the, I say the hunters, you know, you buy your license, you know. Uh, I had a hunter this winter. We freed a nice tom after trailing it. That old red was with me. We trailed it, you know, pretty much we hit the track in the afternoon and they moved it out. It was a good track, you know. Mm-hmm. And they moved it out and they went on and they treated it on a, right on the edge of the county road on a, in a cottonwood tree, 10 feet from the county, not even 10 feet from the county road and this guy wouldn't let me shoot it.
1: Yeah, and, and that's it, when you and I, you went to court.
2: Well, no, they just dismissed it and I couldn't believe it. Uh, his wife came down and she was cussing us out. And, you well, know, she
1: hit you or something, didn't she? She came out
2: and pushed me and I had a hunter there and all and, and they sick the game department on I me. Mean, there's nothing, you know, with it, the game department was no help. I, the next day I was there early at daylight with a couple of fresh dogs going to walk down the county road and start to track when the line left and have another day of it, you know, yeah. try to figure it out. Game warden was waiting for me. He said, "Michael, wouldn't do it. Wouldn't do it, Mike. And he was kind of telling me, I don't want to cite you. You know, what could you cite me for? But here's the deal. I got a special use permit. I got a stupid outfitter license. They got all this stuff where you... Or even Jim could say, Hey buddy, this is a county road. You can't keep me from walking my dog. There's no leash law here in this county. Was it was it a nice line in that too? Oh a big Tom. I couldn't get him out. I bombed <laughs> him with rocks. <laughs> he was saved there. Oh he was a nah nice, oh, he was a good Tom. I'm not just saying that. He must have been full. Because yeah. I couldn't get him to, And we stayed a little until dark, throwing rocks at him. I couldn't even get him to stand up in the branch. Just a big old tom laying up there. And he was up pretty high, too, up on a big old limb sticking out. And I had like ten dogs, and they were just, they'd been there for a while. I get there, and I start tying, the guy had a bow, you know. I said, man, you know, pretty soon this truck drives up, comes down. He, and, and he said, what are you fixing to do? I said, we're fixing to shoot this lion." He said, no, you're not, not on my private property. I said, what are you talking about, mister? I said, "This is what I do." I said, "We follow this lion the better part of the day," so the hunter kind of get he's in a pickle. He don't know what to do. Yeah, that was the first time that's ever happened to me.
1: What do most guys carry to shoot lions with? What do you, I
2: tell him a 30-30. 30-30. I tell him just because they, you know, I don't have to, you know, bears the same. It thing. ain't it ain't the killing.
1: Bears the same thing. Yeah,
2: yeah, it ain't the killing. It's the hunt. You know, it, it, you know, usually shooting is the you know it's over with the yeah. easy part, right? And it's know, just
1: yeah. it's not like it's
2: right 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 that's why it's kind of not good to film it because yeah it's just too much of a
1: damn yeah it yeah. takes away from everything it yeah. took to get there and it, that's it
2: does it i agree and the older i get the more that's i see it too good, it starts yeah. affecting you yeah you know and, and, you know you go you go that's one last line it's anti-climatic. something like that you know you yeah. go damn you know mm-hmm. and then you know yeah There's whatever but We're i know what you yet. mean yeah how's night swimming mike yeah yeah <laughs> that hunter heard me splashing around we got here to the house we rode from her most a long way across and we got down to this canyon it was after dark coming down and you know it's all choked with salt cedar and and, and i had a little cut out a little and that mule missed it and i knew i missed it i rode just like from here to your truck and i knew you thought of a bitch. and there was a pool and this starlight was shining. You know, and I thought, yeah, shit, this ain't, you know, I'm sticking the steel to that donkey, you know. And that donkey wouldn't go, and I started laying on that donkey, and pretty soon she jumped in, and man, I was in my armpits. Oh, it was, a, I mean, there was no was bottom. I never touched the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a big old hole. <laughs> and I was swimming around, it. that hunter, he ain't saying shit. He's a surgeon from Albuquerque at the Heart Hospital. And he got knocked off the day before and split his head open so he's got blood and I glued his glasses to his head with super glue well,
1: <laughs> try to yeah, trying to steal it yeah
2: trying to you know so he was on anyway we got back here to the house and he had a bottle of whiskey in the pantry, you know so where's that whiskey you know, Dug around. Like, let's have a drink he said let's just Let's just drink to being alive. Said. <laughs> <laughs> He's, we And I was walking because, you know, you can't get back on after that. I was just gonna, I was so pissed off, you know, I just walked to stay warm, you know. And I was hooking it down the canyon, I'm you know, just stepping it out. He said, hey, by the way, how's the water, you know? <laughs> just messing, you know. For cold yeah. Well, you know, only, you, you know, it's between the ears. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I was so damn mad, I think it wasn't cold. You know what I'm saying? I was just like, I can't, you know, I couldn't believe I had a damn rifle in a scabbard I had chapped on, I hardly ever would have that.